their songs. It's the unified field theory, Diane. It is? Yeah, so I was just listening to an interview with Paul Simon talking about his most recent composition, which came to him in a dream. And, you know, it's, so it's like that. It's got that kind of quality to it, but you have to see it as a, as a new whole unto itself. Well, and also I and thought... you need to send me a copy of, what, of your finished product, too. Oh, I will. By the by. I will. Yes. I think you got it. I see what, what it was supposed to be in there. You mean the cycle? No, I oh. see you having fulfilled your assignment. Oh, yes. In there. So, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I was able to do it in a smaller version, too. Yeah. yeah. When I first started my collages, they were always small. Yeah. But I'd still like to see it bigger. I'd like to see it, if you're going to get a... canvas print of it I wouldn't mind it a little bigger yeah hey Diane yes did you know that it's 9.15 a.m. Saturday September 30th 2023 I'm Bill I'm Diane it's the Bill and Diane show Sorry. Sorry. I had to reach down and pick up my phone, which I had dropped on the floor. <laughs> the floor being covered in a rich, uh, luxurious uh, brown carpeting, uh, which extends to the walls, which are orange in various shades, some lighter, some darker, and uh, continues on into the various alcoves and, and broken planes of the treehouse. Yellows, too. Well, the yellow is a very light orange, I think. That's what I think of it as. I see. Yep. Yep. And there's no sun blazing in to uh, cause mishaps and uh, miscalculations. It definitely looks very autumn-like in the house right it's now. It's autumnal. It's autumnal, Diane. That's what it is. Completely autumnal. And uh, autobiographical as well. I think it's been a very autobiographical week here in Lake Abundance. Over to you. <laughs> An autobiographical week? Yes. We've all been busy writing our own stories. Well, that is the truth. I, I actually was just, I just wanted to take a quick look at what last week was all about. Oh, because you're trying to remember what happened? Yeah. Uh, what did happen last week? Well, we, I mean, I have, everything has been obliterated by last night for me, or uh, yesterday yes, in general, so. Yeah. We had a wonderful um, Westminster Basement Study Group Zoom with Bill Willem and Brid Bridget Lacey. That was a blast that to was talk. Fun. That was fun. I, I actually... We got together with the Rocks Boys that evening. And I actually had... Um, I can't lift, because of my axillary lymph node dissection, I am not uh, able, per instructions, to
to lift my um, lift my left arm above my head, or I can't lift it more than shoulder level. Sho- shoulder level, and actually, they'd really rather I didn't even do that much. So I've been a little ultra cautious, and I was thinking, man, how am I going to wash my hair well? And then I just thought, oh, maybe I can, I can have uh, my my hairstylist, or she just cuts my hair. I don't really style my hair. Um, wash it for me, and then I can just pay her for it. But she was totally booked in oh, the no. time, and I was thinking, oh man, that won't work. But she had always told me if I needed my bangs trimmed or whatever to just ask her um so i wrote her an email and and just asked her if i could possibly come in and and she she set me all up for the next four weeks once a week and um for hair wash so she washed my hair and braided it so it was out of my way which was wonderful yeah and then of course on tuesday we had the poetry break Poetry break, and that's about all that happened on Tuesday, as I recall. It was a fairly yeah, it was pretty 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 low key day. day. It's weird having these days where, where if there's no doctor's appointment, then there's not anything, you know. But I have to say that I, I needed those days because oh, I yeah. I would fall asleep during the day, and I think that my my body has just been taking every opportunity to really delve deep into the healing process so it's fascinating to me how the body heals yeah and uh interestingly i took detailed notes from my doctor my surgeon on the first surgery because i thought well they'll be asking me questions i always do this for doctor's appointments i always feel like hey give them the give them a summary without them having to ask you for it and so I was using my first surgeries uh, as a template, and I noticed as I was writing everything down for the second one that it was pretty much the same stage of healing all the way along. What was happening on the first day, what was happening on the second day, and you know when I started feeling good, it all matched the first healing. So the body is such a marvelous, mysterious wondrous thing yeah and then um on wednesday i had the 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 jp drain removed which um it was a drain that they put in into my body to uh Didn't we talk about that already did we i i don't know i don't know i mean i think we did talk about it because it was in me yeah. at the time yeah but it was it was siphoning off uh, the fluids so that they didn't pool in your body and cause infection or swelling or whatever. It's a pretty marvelous uh, little Gizmo. device, yeah. yeah, and very simple. But it was also very uncomfortable yeah. uh, while it was in, and so uh, I was very fortunate that I didn't have to keep it in longer than the mandatory week. And I scheduled some time with, um, with the, the clinic and, uh, everybody, God, everybody at that clinic is so important to me. (laughs) Every single person that we meet there is just a gem. And it was a medical assistant who took the JP drain out. She was just so such a dear person 
kept us involved in a conversation so that we wouldn't have to uh, be thinking about what was actually happening because they're pulling this tube that's kind of coiled up around you in your breast and um, uh, and it can be a little daunting but I didn't even feel anything it just felt like a tug and it was over um, and then that afternoon I got to visit uh, and you got to meet my friend Ginny who is very beloved to me but I had allowed a lot of time to pass between visits and that's one of the things I love about this whole cancer journey is man whatever you are putting off you just feel like okay <laughs> I can't put time those things off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so that was a delightful visit then on Thursday there was nothing and I think yeah. that that day was the day I probably crashed the most um, really did not push myself to do anything and that was a good thing yeah. because yesterday was the red letter day yeah. in so many ways um, I had the appointment with my breast cancer surgeon who had also done the axillary lymph node dissection and even though we had gotten the pathology reports which we had talked about on the show but yeah. i just hadn't po posted it publicly because you hadn't had an official word coming out of a doctor's mouth yeah and i was nervous to say anything and then have them say well even though everything was clear we actually do think i would have hated to have stated it and then had it be an entirely different thing. But the very first thing the doctor said was, as she walked in, was that I would not have to have chemotherapy. And she thought that she had sent me a letter, and then the letter was sent to me. She wrote it on the day that I got the results, but it must have got hung up somewhere in the system. But the thing that I was so thrilled about is and I understand this so well how overjoyed they are you know the way that she presented it to me she was happy you know that it wasn't just I'm sharing happy news but it's like oh I'm so happy that this is not going to be necessary for you and she said that she was pretty convinced that I would have to have chemotherapy and so that even made it more um exciting to her that I wouldn't have to and just hearing the words from her just made me feel like oh, it's official and that was tremendous you know yeah. as you know you I were there know. I was there I was part of the experience it was quite quite um, settling and so uh, then when we came home, we were preparing for a planned night for, uh, uh, with my dear friend Shelly, my friend Shelly's daughter Olive, mm -hmm. and her sister uh, joined the, Shelley's the fun. sister. Shelly's sister mm -hmm. joined the fun. Her name was Wendy. And we, uh, I had wanted to do a collage for my um, stepmom coach who had weighed in with me about her experiences with cancer and she had given me this assignment based on the story that we told in a previous episode about um, 
that she had had chemotherapy and when she was in chemotherapy at the the worst time she felt like it was either a hallucination or a vision or a dream she wasn't sure but she dreamt that she was down in the underworld sitting on uh, rocks surrounded by lava and had beams of light in her hand that she was fighting off the cancer cells and as her daughter came into her room while she was under this um, crisis of the chemotherapy she didn't even open her eyes and her daughter reported that she said honey I I'm in the underworld now but I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring the gift and she had uh, I had wanted to hire her as a, a coach for um, cancer because she had given me so much uh, wonderful information but she wasn't exactly a friend she had always been a coach and I didn't want to take advantage of her generosity so I had asked her if I could hire her as a coach and she said I don't think I can coach you about cancer for money but if you would make me a collage with the theme of forged in the fire, uh, fortune and fire in the underworld, then I would give you sessions of for cancer. So I really was lit up by that theme and immediately looked for images, found images very easily. And uh, I had, when I had found all the images, I wrote to Shelley because I wanted it to I wanted to do this with Shelley and her daughter Olive because I wanted maiden mother and crone energy in the same room when I was creating this collage this is the way my brain works so <laughs> I really wanted all of them there and so when I was talking to Shelley about the possibility what when we might do this um, I was looking at the calendar and I said, oh, it's a full moon on, um, what was yesterday? <laughs> you know, the day before On today. September 29th. <laughs> There's a full moon on September 29th. And, uh, it's, it was the harvest moon. It was a super moon. Again, my surgery took place. My first one was on a super moon. And yesterday was another supermoon. And I said, I would, I, let's do it on that day. So, um, so we all got together last night and it was just an amazing celebratory, thoughtful, inspiring, giggling, just joyous evening yeah. in every single way. And um, they brought over a bunch of food for dinner and um, yeah, sandwiches was... and salads. And and uh, so we just kind of munched while they were looking through collage images. I already had mine and I already had put them in kind of the form that it was going to be, which was also quite magical because you know, all my best collages, they just kind of 
it's almost like they just grew out of nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. that I didn't have any intellectual response to it at all. It was all just in there, you know, waiting to just have me put it together so then I could look at it and figure out the dream. Because I always feel like I'm in sort of a trance-like state when I do my best collages. Which is why I never, you know, Bill had already always said that I should do this practice every day. Did oh. I should, you. Oh. Yeah. My sweet William Bill. Oh, okay. But I, I don't do it for the same reason. I'm not doing it for art. I'm doing it for these spiritual messages that come through. And I always feel like I'm, I get the, I get the bug when there's a spiritual message that needs to come through. And that's what I allow to happen. And this one was a huge, <laughs> a huge draw from the universe to, to uh, understand something about illness, about the strength that you need for illness um you know it's so funny while you're in the surgery and and recovering from surgery you're in a different world than you ever are the same thing when i was hit by the car you know there when you're injured or you're you're um recovering from injury or illness you have to use so much of your vital vital strength just to deal with the pain and the things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. So the thing that is marvelous about this collage is that I, I didn't even interpret it until it was done. Uh, and I had gotten a comment from Cat, my darling cat about it. Because <laughs> I told her, I sent the collage to her and I said, this was created, I wanted to create it with maiden, mother, and crone energy. And so there are three figures in the collage. And she said, I love it that you can't even tell which one is the maiden, which one's the mother, and which one's the crone. And she said, I think that all of our... Actually, I should read what she said so I'm not misinterpreting. Or misquoting. Misquoting. I no. never want to do that. No. Not Catherine. Well. I can tell which is which. <laughs> I mean, I have my idea of who's who in there. I think Inanna's the crone. Yeah. Well, I think Inanna is the crone. Yeah. When you think about it that way. Although I was not doing it that way. I was always thinking of it all being one person. But the whole thing about main mother and crone is it is all it one is person. It is all one person, yeah. But Kat had said, one of the things I love about this collage is that I can't tell who is who. The main mother crone could be any one of the images. I love that. It seems that every transition we have is a path through the fire. And that is the truth of this collage. But the interesting thing is because it's got because of Jackie's story. Right. It has the molten lava, it's got the, the woman basically engulfed in fire 
um, looking to Inanna, um, the goddess who had gone to the underworld and had um, had been reborn. And she is the one that has the light in her hands that is representing the the beams of light that Jackie said she had been fighting off the cancer cells with. Because in my image, in my thoughts, uh, the the woman who's being engulfed by fire is looking to the to Inanna for guidance. How do I do this? What do I do to get out of this underworld? And then on the left hand side, there is a uh, just a part of a woman's face. It's it's uh, from a Klimt piece called Freya's Tears where the the tears are all golden and like almost gold leaf laid on yeah i'm sure it was gold leaf yeah, and so. and uh the reason why i wanted that particular image is because jackie had said she had felt burnished by this experience that she wasn't the same person going in as she was coming out of this experience and really, all of these experiences in our lives that cause us to draw upon that strength when we're down in the underworld, they all burnish us. But the interesting thing is when I started thinking about this this morning and thinking about Kat's comments, I was thinking, wow, in a way you can kind of see that that face is just melting into the lava and then coming back as the next stage where you need to draw the strength and then being having, oh, having the guidance again and then going in and if you think about it every single time you could layer more gold on that face um, as they as you become more and more burnished by the um, by the things that happen to you through a lifetime the painful things I think if, I think the woman rising out of the fire is rising out of the fire and is already strong and the what she's seeing above her is the path she'll be taking from that point oh forward. she was always strong that is the truth but i think she rises out of the fire stronger than she goes into it that's exactly right yeah Anyway, we're both looking at the collage right now, which is on the fireplace. Which hearth. happens usually when Diane finishes something, which she kind of puts it over there, and we all we kind of take it in until the all the. It's like a soup, Diane. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. It's image soup. When you first put it together, yes, it tastes ah, good, but you let it sit for a day, <laughs> then it becomes another thing. It's like you taste it the first day, it's all the different parts you're tasting. When you taste it after it's been in the fridge for a day, <laughs> everything is joined together to make a thing that is different from what you were tasting the day before. It does taste different. So yeah, when you first show these things to me, like when you just had it laid out on the table and stuff like that, I couldn't make sense of it as it has its own thing. It had to be, this has to happen to it before I can really... Uh, see it as it's as an, a, not just a combination of disparate images you know what I mean 
I do know what you mean. But a lot of your collages start in the upper left and end in the upper right. That is true. Yeah, there's that. And that was the word I was trying to remember when when you guys were talking concepts with Olive, you know, because she, she seemed to be struggling with some aspect of it. And I wanted to say composition, but I think it has more to do with where does it start and where does it end? You know, where does the where does the circle start and ends, even if it's a continuous thing? Uh, well, and interestingly, at first I was going to put the the golden image on the right, hmm. and I think it was because I was thinking this is the end of the you know this is the end result is the burnishing of the the spirit, but having it on the left makes it a lot more cyclical right. that the, yes you are burnished but it's not the end you're going to go through another and yeah. another yeah. cycle and maybe the, i like that word because it it's a good replacement for aging you know burnish age we burnish we Ooh, become, I like that we become too. kind of crustier you know and i think what she was and I, I think the process of radiation that you're going to be going through, I think when I've heard the, what's described afterwards, what you're left with, how there's kind of the skin is kind of tougher. Yeah. It's burnished. I see that yeah. as kind of a, a burnishing too. So I think part of, uh, part of taking on uh, pain and then loss of something or any, some part of us that we're used to having is a burnishing because the it's like your body is dying in pieces you know you don't I mean I will never not miss my mom and dad you know even though my dad's been dead for 32 years yeah and my mom for 32 days it's I don't know feels uh those things are, they're like chunks cut off of you. Your life gets smaller. Well, the other thing that is interesting is I had, uh, I had taken a picture at um, the Rose Gardens when I was with Katie because there was this marvelous lion's head sculpture that was being reflected in the pool so mirror-like an image. And one of Inanna's chief symbols is a lion. Doesn't she have lion's feet or something? No. No, she's got, in this particular represent, representation, she has almost talons, like oh, yeah, bird's like feet. eagle's feet or something. But, um, but she is surrounded by, by lions in this image, but that was covered up because I didn't want the whole thing to be represented as a whole piece. Yeah. That's the whole thing about collage. One of the things we were talking about was how difficult it is to cut the, the, the whole image because you love the whole image so much. But you can only use a piece of it. And you don't want to, to damage it or alter yeah, it. You can't in really any make way. a new thing with it unless you. Exactly. Are only using part of it, the part of it you need to create the new thing. So yeah, exactly. Collaging is kind of a kind of compression that is not unlike uh, poetry because it's compression 
of larger things into a smaller space. Well, and it's not just that it's in a smaller space. You were really trying to communicate something different than the original artist was communicating. That's, I think, the, the biggest part is that... So, for example, the chief figure in this collage that that I fell in love with um, is supposed to represent Morrigan, a goddess um, that is actually Morrigan, and she was a great warrior queen goddess in Irish Celtic mythology. She was most associated with inciting war, then stirring up the fury and frenzy of battle, and finally she was the bringer of death. So that was what that artist was trying to represent, and she was actually in her full painting, it's sort of like this goddess of war is watching as a soul is being carried off to the afterlife. So I'm taking it and making it say a completely different thing this is not a all-powerful celtic war goddess this is a a person who who needs strength to come through the fire and so that's the interesting thing about and freya's tears which is a very well-known painting um, by just dismantling it and uh, because i don't think people would even quite know that that was where i got it from Maybe they well no they probably would, yeah. and and then of course the Sumerian um, tablet that is ancient ancient, although I had never seen it before I started on this collaging journey. No, yeah, we didn't know the story of of uh, Inanna. Inanna, Ishtar. She's got the two, the two names. But that's one of the things that is so fascinating because when I was listening to Wendy saying, oh, I just don't want to cut this image, I was thinking, I so relate to that. I mean, every single image that I use, there's this like, ah, I don't want to, you don't want to take it apart. You don't want to dismantle it. But in a way, I mean, you're through these kinds of experiences we're always being dismantled in some way and you don't want that to happen you don't want to be dismantled you want it to being being compressed anyway so what a phenomenal day it was i mean for all those those amazing images and mythologies and the fact that uh at the end, we all pulled a card from um, the wisdom of Hafiz, and the one that I, <laughs> the one that I chose was offer up gratitude, and I was going, I am offering up gratitude. Oh my gosh, I am offering up gratitude. I actually have to read the what it said because uh, all have read it since I didn't have my glasses, and it was so perfect for what I had just gone through. Everybody was going, oh my God. And then everybody started talking about how Diane, you know, always picks the perfect card and the perfect moment and has the perfect answer for the thing in the right. And I'm sitting over here going, yeah, jeez. Welcome to the fairy dust. Offer up gratitude. Now these, these cards are just having little clips of 
Hafiz. But it's they're just beautiful, beautiful cards, beautifully drawn. The card itself has hands in a prayerful stance with a lotus and uh, just it's quite gorgeous. And the cards are so beautiful because on the edges of the cards, they're gilt. So um, it really makes you feel like you're dealing with a treasurable thing. Right. So this was the, the thing for offer up gratitude. I like when the dawn or a tree so touches my heart, my eyes fill with tears and thanks. That's the Hafiz. And this is the oracle part of this card. Whatever is going on right now, give thanks for it. Even if it's a crisis that stripped your heart bare. You can't see it now, but it's all happening for you. You've survived 100% of all your blessings and traumas to date, and all of them have created a unique force field that wouldn't exist without your journey. And gratitude expands that force field. Use it to manifest a life of wonder. There you go. I think that's uh, that's kind of your card there. Yep. <laughs> that's the way I feel about all of life. Yeah. And that also has a lot to do with the music that I've chosen for today. Oh, you've chosen music? I chose music this day. What did you choose, Diane? Well, you know, I've been uh, maybe known or un known to all the who listen i've been choosing things that have had a uh something about the week that i am um about this particular cancer journey because i was using that as the way that i could find songs i wanted to represent and also just because it it seems like a Offering up a gratitude for the week, you know, offering mm-hmm. up what has been happening yeah. uh, during that week. Yeah. And I very deliberately chose uh, today's music, uh, Night Sky by Bill Davy. Oh, him. <laughs> yeah. We got the Pulaski right here. Yeah. Also joining in with the uh, imagery of that. And I'm I'm not going to be able to make through this without weeping as usual. But um, this song was written by Bill about us, and I uh, he wrote it when um, when he was diagnosed with MS. Well, not like immediately. No, no, but it was about your MS diagnosis, right? Yeah. I've never been able to listen to this song without weeping, ever. I keep thinking I've heard it enough and I will not weep this time, but every single time I weep. Um, I love the line... They say getting older is not for the meek. We could testify. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, we could testify to that. But there's something about 
having somebody be there with you every step of the way, going to your appointments with you and witnessing the whole thing. Because there, there aren't, with all the friends who I absolutely adore, who have strengthened me and solidified our wonderful friendships and love, they don't get to see the day-to-day -day struggles that someone goes through and help you through the struggles. And they're just there as this, it's sort of like there's the two of you, if you're fortunate enough to be in a partnership that are in the middle of the circle and then your friends, you know, your closest friends are surrounding you and then there's more friends that are going out and out and out, you know, for all the, the different things that people share with you and just the love that comes through everybody is so amazing that... Yeah. But there's nothing like the person who's with you through it all and is witnessing the whole story. And the fact that Bill has gone to all my appointments with me that he could, but the, all the important ones, <laughs> so that I knew that he was there with me, that he was at my side at the surgery. Um, I just wanted to honor my gratitude that I offer up to you, Bill Davy. Oh, well, thanks, but you, uh, people also need to understand that what it's like to live in the fairy dust 24-7. I've been living in the fairy dust 24-7 for 15 years, and it's made me into a different kind of person. The burnishing that comes from fairy dust is like the anti-burnish. It's like the, uh, uh, the fire inside that keeps you rising out of the hot lava and seeking something higher. And I think that's what you've given me in the last 15 years. I've never been uh, allowed to be more myself. Uh, and at the same time, more fascinated by watching you be yourself. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a circle, circle too. Keeps re-energizing itself as we roll forward, so. It is that's... a mutually giving thing. And that song took a while to write. I mean, I had the, the chord figure for a long time. And I don't write songs like that usually. I usually, or usually, there's no usually about it. But, but towards the end of the time that I was writing songs, I was more able to hold an idea, let time go by, and then be able to come back to it and still re-enter the... Uh, the origin energy of it and that was nice that was kind of like a nice kind of frosting on the cake of a uh, of a long number of years spent struggling with songwriting and discovering over time that it wasn't really a struggle more than it was a a managing it's like arranging things getting things arranged right on the surface so that it creates a new thing yeah, so, so I, you know, I look at your collages a lot as something that's akin to how I think of songwriting, because I don't think of songwriting, I don't know anything about music, 
has a mathematical form. So I don't, I don't come at songwriting that way. And words are not something I control. Uh, they're just a field that I play in, you know. Go out and run around, see what I come back with. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. Thanks. So there's a, there's a scattered kind of you boy, oblique. That's good coffee. And almost invisible barrier that you pass into and through to get to gather the goods, but you still have to get them down in the right way. And when the words this, uh, I had the like the first two lines of it for a long time, and then came back again. And I don't know. It was an interesting. Um, it's not a song I could have written before I was as settled as I am in our relationship. That's a song that comes out of feeling settled. And uh, most of my basic questions answered. Most uh, all of my um, um, the needs that, when fulfilled, allow me to be myself. All those needs being met. Uh, it's a song that comes out of having arrived, rather than seeking something. You know, yeah. and I think that's the difference. But that whole album really is. It's songs about somebody who's got it, found it, enjoying it. Here's what it feels like. (laughs) Well, it's the biggest part of my healing is our love. Yeah, mine too. Under the glittering pins of the night sky Walking alone on a path we have memorized They say getting older is not for the meek We can testify Fooled into thinking our demons would retreat They're still standing by Whatever's left of my time I will give to you Promises made in the past never rang so Maybe our way will be testing and cold Maybe heavenly One of us left with just memories to hold Will you hold me? You will hold me
breeze and a wind chime singing a sad tune silvery cloud like a glimpse of your hair this is lyrical strands of our love spreading out on the night air like a miracle like a miracle under the glittering pins of the night sky 